Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I'm Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. This podcast is a place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, health, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you, so if you want Rev with Rachel updates, please go to revwithrachel.com and enter your name and email address. And you can also like my Facebook page called Rev Life. Today's episode is called Prioritizing Self-Care with Rochelle Neiman. I'm happy to have you on, Rochelle. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we've. this is the second time we get to have you on, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just appreciate and love what you speak to about self-care and self-compassion and those those kinds of deeper things that we don't always think about in our busy lives. And so, um, yeah, let's talk about self-care. How, how did this become so important to you? Um, it's been my own personal journey of transformation. So um, growing up, I suffered from anxiety, a lot of low self-worth. I became a chronic people pleaser. And in that, I lost my identity and I felt very isolated and alone. But I didn't know that what I was experiencing wasn't what everybody isn't experiencing. And so um, it took a lot of years for me to realize what was going on inside didn't have to be that way anymore. And so I started seeking tools, learning new skills to understand what I could proactively do to feel differently on the inside and feel like I had an identity and um, more fulfillment and connection in life. And um, what I've learned is that we have to prioritize self-care to kind of create um, the way of being that uh, helps us feel happy and healthy and um, present in life. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by a way of being when you say (laughs) way of being? Um, I'm learning more and more that um, there's a big difference between doing and embodying a way of being. And to really feel the most alive, the most connected, the most present, we really have to embody the way we want to be instead of just doing things to try and get an outcome. And I don't know exactly the words to explain what that is, but it's more of acting in alignment with who you are, your values, and who you desire to be rather than just doing things to try uh, to to get a certain outcome if that makes sense yeah so then where does self-care come into that to creating that new way of being well um, I believe self-care is very personal personal it's very different for each of us things that work for some people won't work for others and so it's discovering what helps us feel that most alive that most fulfilled fulfilled and um, creating practices uh, that can help us stay in, I call like the, the upward cycle of emotions. So um, staying in a place of happiness or finding practices that can get us into that upward spiral of emotions so we don't um, ruminate on those feelings that um, 
we don't necessarily want to stay in. There's, those are useful emotions and feelings. I'm not saying we shouldn't feel those, but um, we should find practices to help us feel our best selves or our truest selves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the story of ruminating. I used to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm an <laughs> or, expert. <laughs> yeah. oh, experiences, you know, from earlier in my life or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, that was a powerful trigger for me to say, hey, what is, what is this going on? Why am I feeling this way over something that happened five years ago? You know, and, and then I started looking for something to help me with that. And um, those kinds of awarenesses, I think, can help us to discover that there's, you know, something else we need to try or learn or feel into and um, asking ourselves those kinds of questions. But so um, we'll give some examples of self-care. Like I think in my, you know, previously I was thought of oh, taking care of myself was just like going and working out where now I have a much different view of what self-care really is. So why don't you describe what, what you mean by self-care? Sure. And um, one of the things that I, you mentioned there was awareness and building awareness, I think, is the first key to building self-care practices. Because if we don't know what's working for us, um, it it's hard to discover what will work for us. So I think um, building that awareness is super helpful. And you can do that by reflection or asking yourself questions, having conversations with yourself that are productive and generative Um, I have a lot of voices going on in my head anyways, um, but a lot of times you can reframe the questions you're asking yourself to make them productive and generative conversations. Um, And then instead of that ruminating, you can ask, you know, what can I do instead or what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. Um, And it depends on who you are. So like extroverts probably will have a little bit different self-care than introverts. I'm very uh, an introverted person. And so I journal a lot. I like to meditate. I like to um, spend time in quiet and alone to regenerate myself. But an extrovert, that might look very differently. Maybe it's connecting with people or um, finding outlets that are movement-based. There's a lot of different things we can do um, depending on who we are. Um, But it also can be small things. So uh, a lot of times we think about like hour-long bubble baths. Well, none of us all, not all of us have the time or enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And so um, it can be very small practices that can take less than 10 minutes a day. And if we do those multiple times throughout the day, then we can get the small bursts of self-care and not need those um, extended versions of self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking as you were talking, like things that I used to do, um, like as I tune more into myself, then I would think things were just changing kind of even around my what I valued, you know, because I had for many years talked group fitness, so I like valued like that hard, intense workout. And then, and then I realized that I needed to experience the opposite of that, like a slowing down, like it's, it was positive for me to go do more um, like a gentle yoga and things like that to really like slow down and get present in my body and, and feel things instead of just always moving, <laughs> always yeah. moving and keeping busy or whatever. Um, I don't know. Do, do, could that happen or has that happened for you where you experienced just a, maybe you did things differently than you had before? 
Yeah, definitely. And I I do think self-care practices will adapt over time or even in a specific situation. Like our self-care at work might look differently than our self-care at home. And we um, can adapt our practices to where we are um, physically and where we are in our journey. So that definitely makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I know I have found meditation to be really powerful for me and um, just learning to pause and even just as a mom, like, how do I respond to my kids? And I don't have to be so quick to just figure things out or, what you know, just, um, just a more peaceful approach, I guess, to everything. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> Instead that of fran- feeling frantic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the ways or the times that it's most important to practice that self-care is when we're in those modes where we feel frantic, where our emotions are heightened, or we um, even do something that is in alignment with those values that we're wanting to act in alignment with. It's those moments and recognizing like, oh, that wasn't exactly how I wanted to react to that, but how can I care for myself in the process and practice compassion with myself? Um, Instead of, you know, kind of we get critical on ourselves or um, down on ourselves when we react in ways that we don't necessarily want to, but we're mm-hmm. all human. So. Yeah, I think that goes into self-compassion as far as, um, yeah, I think we often can beat ourselves up over how we respond or what we did in the past or things like that. How, how would you recommend people kind of take that self-compassionate piece of self-care into their lives? Um, I would say it's having, you know, gentle kindness with ourselves, recognizing that we are human and that we aren't going to be perfect and figuring out how to respond to the people. Maybe, you know, we yell at our kids or our dog or something and we react in a way that maybe didn't make them feel very good. So it's going back to them and responding in a way that's compassionate to both of us in that moment. And so bringing them in on the compassion as well, I think can help. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really having that self-kindness with ourselves and having those kind of conversations like, oh, what could have prevented that or what caused me to act in that way? And what could have I done to prevent it? Um, and what would be a kind way or a loving way for me to respond now? What do I need in this moment to feel cared for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess when you said that about what do I need in this moment, I, that made me think about how also we we can ask ourselves what we need and then let other people know what we need too. Because I think that's mm-hmm. a a big thing for people is maybe an unwillingness or a fear of letting people know what our needs are. Like, I guess, especially if someone is typically a people pleaser, like, actually, what do I need? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that can be very difficult. And then being open to receiving and allowing them to give too. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of the greatest gifts we can give to other people is to allow them to help us, but it can be quite challenging to um, speak up for yourself and stand up for yourself in those moments too, Mm -hmm. but so necessary. (laughs) Yeah. So when we prioritize self-care, what's on the other side of that for us? For somebody like me, who's prone to anxiety, like my vibration when I'm in those anxious states is very high. It feels like there's a buzzing going on in my head and I always feel like on edge 
And so it, when I take care of myself um, and do things to help bring that energy level down, I feel much more calm, grounded. I can focus on things and I can um, really be present, essentially. I think being present is one of the greatest things we can have out of practicing self-care because that's really kind of what we're all looking for is how to stay grounded in the present moment to really um, enjoy our lives or live those fulfilling lives that we're looking for. And so I, I really do think you become more grounded in the present, the more practices of self-care that are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard a lot about living in the present moment. And one of those things, it was something like depression comes from focusing on the past and anxiety mm-hmm. comes from focusing on the future. And when we're just present, then we can heal those and, and and shift out of those states because we can always just bring ourselves back to the present moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if we can focus and stay there, then um, we can, yeah, as you said, wash away those kind of emotions or things we're holding on to. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I found that when I just practicing being more present with my children instead of always thinking about, oh, what do I have to do? What am I going to got to respond to that email? When I started practicing just being present with them, I felt like this lightness. It just like something really shifted in me when I really truly started practicing that. And um, it just made everything lighter and more playful and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think we can feel deeper connections when we're, we're there with people as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Any other thoughts or important things we should know about self-care and how to prioritize it? Um, I would say, you know, make it your own. Make sure you, you um, find practices and ways of being that are work for you. Just because it worked for somebody else doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And um, there are a couple of distinctions I find important with self-care and um, seeing the distinction between self-care and indulgence. I've seen a lot of information out there like, oh, if you want the whole chocolate cake or the whole pizza, just eat it and it's fine. You can do that. (laughs) And um, I think there is a slight distinction there in that self-care would be identifying why you want the indulgence. Mm -hmm. and what the outcome will be if you take that action. So being aware of why you do it, and if you do it, that's okay. But then not beating yourself after, beating yourself up afterwards for doing it. So there's self-care on both ends of the indulgence, but I wouldn't say the practice of indulging is the self-care in that Mm -hmm. um, equation. And then I um, had a uh, there, there was a little nuance for me between self-care and punishment. So I was going to the gym and I was working out hard and I thought I was doing so good for myself. And when um, I kept pushing myself to where I would become injured and I did this a few times. And finally, I realized one day while I was working out that I had this um, level of anger within me while I was doing these workouts. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that I was using the workouts as punishment as self-punishment. And so there can be slight nuances and distinctions and making sure we're looking at our internal space on um, when we're doing these practices to identify if they're actually self-care or there's something else that Mm -hmm. um, we have going on there. Um, But as far as prioritizing it, I would say, especially right now, um, just taking five minutes 
to do something for yourself and um, taking time to breathe. One of my favorite practices is just taking six deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And that um, kind of gives you that reset and that time to pause. But doing it multiple times throughout the day, if it's just five to 10 minutes at a time, um, can be a uh, an easier way to prioritize it than like cutting out an hour or two at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. T- taking deep breaths is very powerful in getting us out of the stress response in our body. Like there's physiology that shifts when right. we do that, which is cool. But yeah. I was, I loved what you were saying about um, those nuances and distinctions, like the self-awareness as you had, it's, it's just important for us to listen mm-hmm. to what that is for ourselves. It is so unique, like you were saying, an individual, um, where our own growth opportunities are or where, where we can make little changes to experience more peace and ease and health and all of that in our lives. Yeah. And I would say, don't be afraid to experiment. If something doesn't work, then try something else. And if something is working, maybe try it a little bit more, but don't be afraid to experiment with these, the practices that you find. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like for me, it's always changing just how I am fit with my physical movement. You know, like I went, I don't just run, but like I do different things and try different things and it's always evolving. Yeah, <laughs> way. definitely. <laughs> and but I think it, it will change as our journey changes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, what would be the best way for the listeners to connect with you? Um, they can find me on my website. It's rochellenieman.com. Um, or they can email me at Rochelle at Rochelle Neiman <laughs> dot com. Okay. Will Honor you spell Rochelle Neiman? Sure. It is R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-N-I-E-M-A-N-N dot com. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And you have a blog too? I do. You can find that on the Rochelle Neiman uh, dot com website. Awesome. And I know you offer some in-person and online workshops and things. So if the listeners want to check any of that out, I highly recommend them. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, great to have you on, Rochelle. Thank you so much. Yes, my pleasure. Happy to be here. Thank you. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, if you're on this podcast and any of it resonates with you, please check out my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You. You can get that on Amazon or send me an email. As always, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.